The Garnet Wager is a show where three players probe the mysteries of the show crime scene. Or perhaps I should say, they attempt to. Can these three dorks get to the bottom of a murder without getting completely sidetracked by goofs and bits? This podcast exists as a document of their investigation. And remember, trust no one, especially not the Plug Zone. This is The Garnet Wager. Begin. Hello, friends and folks, and welcome to the newest season of The Garnet Wager. I'm one of your hosts, Six Detmar. I'm the other one of your hosts, Alan Ibrahim. And shit, there's a number third. A number three. Uh, is this Who trip? may now introduce hey, himself tr- here. Who's, but who's not going to because Nick's a pain in the ass. It's Nick Cease, everybody. Yay! <laughs> can you just can you just speak for me the whole time? That would be yeah, good. Yeah, sure. Hi, guys. It's me, Hi, it's uh, me. Nick. Yeah, go ahead. Take it away. I almost said Nick's, which is a fusion of Nick and Six. <laughs> Ooh. Just, a, just an abomination that has like 17 <laughs> hands to all to play Dota at the same time. <laughs> and one's building rocket ships at the same time. It's We're already up. off to such a good start here. Yeah, this is that's the Garnet Wager. Yeah, uh, hello, it's show... me. I'm Nick Cease. This welcome, is welcome the Garnet Wager, a podcast about. Oh no. Yeah, you're gonna have to help, about help no, out with no, that. Is correct. I've listened. So okay, I've listened to the first entire season of the Garnet Wager. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I've watched half so an young. episode of The Genius, and mm-hmm. I stopped. I did not listen to the second season or the third season of The Garnet Wager yet because I heard that you stopped using garnets. And so in protest, I have taken an extended leave of of absence from the podcast. Well, there's actually only one season that doesn't have garnets. Okay, that's two? Yes. What if I skipped it? I mean, you skip whatever you want. Okay. This is all free content. Like, we don't get paid for any of this. You just listen to what you want to listen to. You don't get garnets? That's what, yeah, you're going to get garnets. I mean, there's a pizza. A pizza? That's pretty good. Yeah, the person who wins season two and also season three gets a pizza. That's pretty What kind of the pizza? Person, the person this season who guesses the most criminals correctly also gets a pizza. What? Uh, well, we didn't. Nobody guessed anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. Wow. Hmm. What is it that we do here on this podcast? Well, we talk about the South Korean game show crime scene Mm. uh crime scene is a south korean reality game show called crime scene from the same creators as the genius is it a Uh, is it one person is it a is there a mastermind or is it you know a collective thing here i don't know a lot of the uh the genius and crime scene lore but i know there is some well here's here's the lore um they're both shows that have been uh subtitled by a man who goes only by Bumdiddlyumptious, who is the patron saint of consumption and justice. Two very disparate subjects, but somehow he manages to cover them. I thought you were making a goof, but I believe you now. That's, no, that's true. Bumdiddlyumptious is good It sounds like people. a Willy Wonka character. He's my hero. So do you. Mine too. Uh, actually, I know I'm not entirely sure if they're the same creators. They have so much similar lifeblood in them, though, that I wouldn't be surprised if there was like crossover. 
it does they do not appear to be the same creators mm. looking at some some wikipedia stuff but you know it's it's very much they're very they're of a kin and i i assume that's why bum decided to cover both of them is they feel they feel like they have a lot in common as far as like style hmm. you're more uh, at least alan especially you're more well-versed in korean media culture i i get the, f- the feeling is this a common type of uh like a show or game show because sure. I have not watched any. Yes. Yeah, yeah, game okay. shows where people uh, there's the, the where they use like limited sets and just do mm-hmm. a lot within them uh, and play a game and there's like a winner and the viewers are involved are very common. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's it's very interesting. <laughs> like it how, is you know, very interesting. I really like the genius. It's I, I really insane. like this. The, I mean, yeah, that's also important comparing the structure of crime scene and the genius, um, and how they're laid out because it feels like the genius is honestly a lot more sprawling um, and then going to crime scene where uh, it really is like a set that you can see all of. It's a bunch of like small handcrafted rooms that are different every case. Mm-hmm. And it's the same six people every week. Uh, like it feels a lot more personal, I think than the genius, but at the same time, you're not getting to know the people as well. And the cast is mm-hmm. much smaller too. So yeah, e- it e- starts at six and ends <laughs> at six instead of, instead of yeah. starting at 13. You can more easily grasp who people are quicker. It feels like. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can. I can definitely see see it when you say that. So the concept of crime scene is that there is a crime scene. We have, at least in this first episode, six cast members who come onto the crime scene and uh, assume the roles of various suspects in the case. They also are investigators. And also interrogators. They're judge, jury, and sex executioner. Oh, six bringing Uh, in all the the horniness. They took a twist there. Wow. Um, And uh, basically they're they're like investigating and talking to each other and debating and doing interrogations and trying to figure out who's responsible because one of them is the criminal. And of course the criminal is trying to derail things so they can get away scot-free and have them ultimately accuse the wrong person. Yeah. It's werewolf? It's werewolf adjacent. Mm-hmm. Is werewolf a mafia type thing? I'm only yes. really aware. Werewolf is oh, a Jesus other Christ! It's adjacent born. <laughs> it's born. <laughs> <laughs> what bad, the fuck? Bad. <laughs> you are voted off. Hey, can we vote you off the podcast? Yeah, we actually have a voting off system in this one. <laughs> See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not actually the criminal. So if you vote for oh, me, no. you're gonna. It's just. I'm but what's just your a motivation? I'm just the. Are you just? Uh, just an element I'm of just chaos. Da- like this. I'm just over here with my dowsing rods. God damn and, it. Uh, <laughs> All right, yeah. so we got to talk about the cast. We're not we're walking around it. We got to talk about the, our six friends this season. It's well, we get, let's talk about our favorite number one first. Do you want to just go in with the best one? Sure. Well, we have Park. Henry. Oh yeah, pa- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, not Park. Park Jian's fine, but we have Henry. Shenmue. Uh, oh, oh my God! I'm gonna, I'm gonna. Is this what I'm gonna have to deal with this season? Is this what it is with Nick? Uh huh. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> um, Henry. <laughs> Uh, is a member of the Chinese branch of Super Junior. Uh, he's from Hong Kong, and uh, he does, is the most. Does everybody know what Super Junior is? Or Super Junior is a, a, a very successful K-pop group from the mid two thousands. I'm I'm very ignorant of uh, of Korean culture and K-pop. It seems so. I can send. I'll you assume some that everybody is not stupid like me. Okay, well, it's, he's, he's a member of a K-pop group that's that is somewhat still active in some places. Moral of the story is he's freaking adorable. 
He's really handsome. Uh, he plays the brother-in-law of this, this case. I keep wanting to say this week, but we ended up splitting this the way the show splits it, where uh, the first half is the investigation and the people assuming characters and then like a little bit of uh, uh, like deducing their reasoning. And then the second half is interrogation and finally uh, resolution. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, Henry's great. He's really fun. He's doing the thing that you always get in one of these shows where he's the guy who is just there to have, he's kind of having fun and making a little bit of a goof out of it. But honestly, by the second half, he is like really playing well um, in terms of knowing what to investigate and what questions to ask. Like, I think the guy knows what he's doing, but he's just trying to enjoy it and be a bit of a goof. Mm -hmm. A bit of a goof. I think he's the biggest goof. Well, I think the biggest goof is about to be our next contestant. Uh, Hong Jin-ho is anything but a goof. He's, he's really not. He really doesn't have any goof DNA He's like very straight, <laughs> straightforward, yeah. It's, you know, from, from the genius and from StarCraft and from real life. Yeah, oh yeah, if you didn't know that Nick since you're since you're well, you listen to season 1. Yeah, he's yeah. he's yellow. I've he's heard one of the greatest so StarCraft players of all time. This, yeah. This, you know, you fawned over him so much in on the podcast and, you know, just private chats. And now I finally and then he get won to season see season 1 it. and we were like, "Wait, wasn't he supposed to lose? What the fuck?" <laughs> <laughs> we were yeah. real good sports. <laughs> mhm. Mhm. Yeah, no, it's it's great to see. He's just he's just a good he's a good boy, you know. He's very felt, vanilla, in a good way. But like he has that like like at numerous points he becomes the subject of suspicion because he starts like <laughs> stuttering and slurring his words. Yeah. And only only one other person is like, don't you watch any of other any of his other shows? He's just an <laughs> awkward person. It doesn't mean anything. <laughs> who amongst uh, us is not the awkward person who gets suspicion raised on them for their habits? Mm-hmm. Um, indeed yeah he's just the he's just the stuttery quiet dork i honestly be, i i too fell into the trap of thinking like he must be the killer like he has to be he's too quiet it's always the quiet <laughs> i wrote that and... down on my notes yeah yeah huh i i at no point thought that myself um but well well so we have as we said two episodes we'll have a break in the middle where we talk about where we're at after the first episode what we thought and, and our theories at that time um, our next cast member is one I was not personally familiar with, uh, uh, Jun Moo, who is a South Korean host guy and has pretty good hair for an old dude. Great hair, great hair for. Uh, I mean, he's forty-one. Ancient, <laughs> ancient. And too. this show was five years ago ish. Eh, yeah. Something like that. I think they say, well because they say the crime takes place in 2014, so I assumed. Oh yeah, you're right. I looked it up. Yeah, yep. the show is 2014, so then he would have been like 30, 37. Um, Fossilized. Just a crusty <laughs> grandpa, basically. <laughs> God, I, he's he's pretty good. I like. He's got a he's got a personality. He, you know, he it's does. The older yeah. role, but yeah. It's nice to have like so like. Going by the genius, it seems like usually the role of the older person in the cast of a South Korean game show, just based on the genius, not based on anything else, mm-hmm. the older person is the uh, asshole. The grump? Mm-hmm. It sounded like from... <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that wasn't really the case this time. He was he was great. Like, he was, you know, he, he was a little bit like... like sort of a terse grump at times, but in ways where he was playing into it, and it was nice. He's more like... Yeah, the... 
I, I guess stern at points. Yeah, he's just you know mm-hmm. assertive. He's a bit aggressive. more songman than dongman, if you know what I'm saying. Oh man! I'm just sitting there. Wow, that's cool. That's really good. I know what you guys are talking about too. Uh, so, our next contestant, who grew on me a lot, mm-hmm. is NSUNG. The goat. Perhaps she seems pretty cool. Yeah, I thought I really didn't like her at first on the first episode. Basically, she was just, just mm-hmm. like. Not rubbing me the right way. If she was a little I mean, too quiet was... at times, and then I don't know what it was. It was strange. She got she got sort of the short end of the stick as far as like her her role that she took on, like the the suspect she was acting is like the most immediately suspicious one. Mm-hmm. And so I think that put her back up against the wall, and so she acted a little differently at first, just because everyone was attacking her. True. And then once the pressure eased a bit, you got to see a little more of her true self, mm-hmm. like she, Persona. She was the daughter, right? Uh, no, nurse. she was the nurse. Oh, she was the nurse. Yes, excuse me. Uh, yeah, there were like three sets of names you had to learn this. <laughs> yeah, this case it was very confusing. Since they're not going to come up again, let's I, refer to them by their role. Yeah. Yeah, I I didn't make a big effort to learn the characters' names because, like they said, like you said, they're not they're only once a week. Um, also, here's an interesting thing I want to talk about in regards to naming. Uh, we realize at the end of the last case, I don't mean to jump to the end, but this is based on a real case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think th- they mentioned that during the setup. I must in have missed that. Form. In text, they say, like, oh, okay. in the disclaimers, like, you know, these sort of fictional people and events, oh, but it's based on a real thing. I saw that, yes. I, I thought that was just like... You didn't read the fine print? Well, you I thought it was the Ubisoft thing that's like any resemblance yeah. to real yeah. life is yeah. circumstantial. <laughs> this was made by a cast of multi-ethnic and uh... <laughs> and really awesome people, all from South Korea. Anyways, uh, so are those the names of the people that actually committed those crimes? Like, no, they they it? invented the people. The situation is okay. is like. I mean, they, they, I think they dramatized it. They like invented more motives and stuff. But basically, the part that's real is like the killer and why they did it. I yeah. see. Because I, I do want to talk about this as we get more into it, but I think the sort of like playing in the space of real life crime can get a little dicey morally <laughs> and ethically when it's like, oh, we're having fun and we're like developing a favorite and we're like, no, it was clearly this guy. And that's just these are real people that that were harmed in this situation. But it was more I- the uh, I don't think it was the actual situation. It was. OK, you know, that's good. Yeah. yeah, no, I mean, they 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 make it, I feel like, I mean, you know, again, you have to read the fine print, but if you do, I feel like they make it clear. It's like, we took a situation as inspiration mm-hmm. so that yeah. we could kind of, like, have a moral at the end, but, like, none of the specifics are accurate. Yeah, it's it's not doing the serial season one thing where people are trying to guess if it's true or not, and it's like, no, <laughs> but this is real life. Don't do this. It's just, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool though. I. I. I th- we'll talk about that moral thing. That was really interesting to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. I too. Have thoughts uh, of that for the end. We have other players though. We do. We have Park Jiun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe she played the. Uh, she played the daughter. The wife. She's the wife. Okay. Yeah. In this picture, her hair is different, and it confused me. Yes. Um. Okay. So she played the wife, and um. I don't. She's like. I feel like she did one of the best jobs of sticking to her character. I really liked her everything. Her performance, her 
personality. I <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, she's um she's committed the most right and, and very quickly like gets into being like my husband and she doesn't like mess up who she's referring to or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For most of the of the run for both episodes. And she has a lot of like good improv moments where like like Henry'll be like like <laughs> oh you know like my sister always takes care of me and she's like I thought I taught you better than this. Yeah. She's like, it, it, it's it like has the motherliness like very majorly. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, she really reminded me of a Japanese teacher I had, just like oh really this yeah like very professional woman but like, you know very can be very formal but also informal. It's just like a a baller basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think uh, what's funny is is the people in within the family like or the brother in law, the mother, then the daughter at least. Mm-hmm. all have a lot of like easy improv roles because they already have like <laughs> known relationships to each other whereas mm-hmm. like the driver and the like other the business coworker are like well we have nothing to build off of so we're just kind of going to play like serious men <laughs> there isn't <laughs> well, a lot I, of like, I, room like for them to improv- improvise and we'll get a we'll get to a point but like there are details that i think are supposed to be like that aren't filled out for them right and it's yeah. interesting to see what they come up with which is like oh like i didn't see the i like uh, the driver's like oh i didn't see the ceo leave the house and it's like you didn't see and it's like where were you and he's like i was getting a burg it's <laughs> <was> like okay <laughs> Um, yeah. Who is our final contestant, Alan? Are you asking because you want me to try to pronounce the name? Imbangul. Yes. Imbangul. Right, well, Imbangul. Thank you, Nick. Oh. I appreciate your 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 talents. Uh, yes, is our final contestant. Uh, I am a coward who's scared of getting names wrong. <laughs> Why are and you she's scared? At least try, and then if you're wrong, learn from it. Why don't we just do that? I just like listening to other people, and then I'll learn that way. Rimba Bangagur. She's adorable. She's also the killer. Whoops, spoilers for the episode. Whoa. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> people Man, should watch the gun. episodes before they listen to this episode, this this podcast, obviously. Or if, they're not, or if they're not going to, then don't. You're fine. Okay. You know? Oh, right. There are also, pe- yeah. also people Damn. who are just going to listen to this without ever watching the show, which is a respectable lifestyle that we appreciate. Yeah, yeah she's about – she's playing – well, who is she in real life? Because there isn't a lot. I didn't find a lot about her on Google. She's a lawyer. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. That's why yeah. I didn't find a lot about her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You didn't dive into she's, the she, t- she had everything taken down. She had, you know, a civil suit. You can't find her in Wikipedia because she sued Wikipedia. No, oh, I'm, well, I'm I just learned something interesting. Yeah. Uh, uh, I guess I'm going to have to spoil a minor thing about the, late, the rest of the season. Don't. Okay. Well, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I, it doesn't really about like the right format now. of the I rest know of the what season. You mean, but yeah, you know what I'm talking about. We'll deal with it when we come to it. We will deal with Suspense it when we come to it. I have no idea you're talking about, and I don't want to know. All right, great. <laughs> um, and now we come to the real meat of the show, Alan. Yeah, I'm the meat. Mm, Looking taste. at these six contestants. Yes. What Dota hero do they most resemble? Okay. <laughs> oh, each one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one. yeah, one by one. Okay, well, I just I have the here the characters in front of me, but I need Dota heroes in front of me. Give me a moment. Oh wait, obviously Henry is Enchantress. That's like not even a question. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, I'm into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hyunmu is uh, Axe. That's easy. Oh, definitely. I was sure. Say. Yeah, no, I can see right. Right, 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 right. Uh, uh, Yoon is probably Death Prophet. Nick, quiet. Oh. No one asked you. I want the opinion of an expert. 
Yunji is Meepo. Who do I have left? Everyone. Henry is Monkey King. You already did Henry. Henry is also Slark. Henry is also Monkey King. Yeah. And Imangul is honestly probably Pan... Pangolier? 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 What's that name? It's from a pangolier. Pangolier. Oh, pangolier. Pangolier. From like a pangolin? Like the thing that you think is a penguin, but it's like, uh-huh. oh, it's actually a pangolin. Uh-huh. Yeah, they look just like penguins. You are, you're gar- You're both fired and from Gino's the show. And Gino's Puck. Gino's Puck, <laughs> I obviously. Tried. Wow. That one's easy. I okay. am Puck. Sure. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's Gino's classic phrase. Silence. I am Puck. All right. Well, with that painful segment Boy. out of the way... Let's talk about the case. What happens besides them playing the Inspector Gadget theme? <laughs> I love it every time. <laughs> it's never not fucking funny. And they played the Sherlock so, theme too at one point. At yeah, the very they did. That's true. So did they? Like, obviously, they added the music in in editing, right? Yeah. That's how. That's how this works. But Henry's also singing it but, a lot. Yeah. So <laughs> is it like Henry was? Is Henry was singing it, and they were like, "I guess that's I guess the show's she... theme now." <laughs> it's like he'd sung it too much, and they already had to license it, and so like, well, might as well use the whole thing. I <laughs> smart think... editors just add in the entire text. Say like you were going to add Britney Spears's "Toxic" as like a <laughs> I joke. Knew this going to happen. I hate this. <laughs> For some reason, my brain thought that Inspector Gadget had dousing rods at one point, and I'm like, wait, what? wait, what? <laughs> no. <laughs> Inspector Gadget known, what, like, Eastern, uh, what are, what are dousing rods even from? I don't are know. You, they, they, use, they use dousing rods in the West. Uh, you got to find water out, in, out, in, out on the range. <laughs> Home on the range with my dousing rods. It was a thing. It originated what? probably in Germany. That's when it's more like, most likely originated from the idea of dousing. I believe it was invented by uh, Henry Lau. I think this is his <laughs> name. The, if I'm reading Can, this Okay, am I going to have to summarize the case? <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, go for it. Wow, oh, weird. God. You just assigned yourself Man. work. Awesome. Congratulations. Oh, shit, I am totally... Uh, I, I can say more Korean names badly. Okay. So oh, we've got God. a crime scene. It's a house in Korea, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. And, <laughs> uh, the family. Let's set up the family. The characters we have are the wife... Uh, well, the, let's say the person who was killed is the chairman. He's, you know, the chairman of some big board, and he has a bunch of money, right? So then in his mm. house are his wife, his daughter, and his brother-in-law. And also he has employed a driver, a chauffeur, and a nurse. And those are all the characters, the six characters. The setup is... Now, oh, please. it's time to introduce the garnet element for this season. Oh, mm-hmm. The first person to make an effective Driver San Francisco reference wins 20 garments. What is Driver San Francisco? Okay, it's not going to be Nick. Driver San... I got this, man. I got this. I already got this. Yeah? I just need to remember what the main character's name is in the back of my head. What's his name? Jericho? What? (laughs) No, what? (laughs) No, is there a Jericho in Driver San Francisco? Uh, John Tanner. Tanner. Okay, I found the wiki, guys. There's a Jericho, and there's a John Tanner. You're right. To- Tobias We're... Jones, Charles Jericho, and Layla Sh- oh, I was right. Sharon. Sharon? Why are you bringing up Driver San Francisco? Oh, because there's a driver? 
That's all it took. They're, and they're, they're in San Francisco. Awesome. The setup is it's nighttime, okay? And uh-huh. we're given a you know, certain series of events. Basically, from 8 p.m., there's, you know, these six characters come and go. And then at 9.20 p.m., it is discovered that the chairman has been stabbed to death. Who has done it? He was stabbed in the neck in the carotid artery uh, with a sharp object once. He was mm-hmm. left to bleed out, but then it was cle- he tried to clean it out himself. Uh, and then he bled out on the bed where he's left. And each of the characters, I guess we can call them players, contestants, characters, whatever, uh, is at first left to investigate the house and figure out what evidence is where. And they have a couple of minutes and they go individually Mm-hmm. Uh, immediately appreciate the editing of this where they show all of Henry's investigation, but then they don't show <laughs> not just because I love Henry, but because they don't show everyone's because I think that would yeah, get super yeah. boring because they would just find the same evidence. And I have well, to say, and also because Henry doesn't find any evidence. <laughs> <laughs> okay. He, he uses actual dowsing rods. That's why we're talking about dowsing rods. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, I'm going to do a goof all alone by myself on this set. For the cameras, I guess? Yeah. And this is their first impression, right? Like, I was immediately like, Is okay, he the first investigation? I'm trying to remember. I don't think he was. No, no, he wasn't. No, he no, was no. like no. the, or at least at least not in the editing. It's hard to know chronologically where true, he actually true, true. stood. But in the editing, he was like third or fourth or something. Um, it definitely immediately made me be like, oh, he's the killer. He's the yeah. killer. He doesn't want to find anything. He's just fucking around. <laughs> Um, they are told that but, they can. Uh, sorry to interrupt you. Um, mm-hmm. That they what is they have like they have whatever tools they can use they can touch anything, and they can take X number of pictures on these little cartoon cameras mm-hmm. of whatever yeah, they want, and then use that as evidence later. Uh, and they're all so bad with cameras. It's so bad. These it's a shitty hockey. little Polaroid thing. It's yeah, it's not I mean, a no. It's got like a it's got like a lens. They've got a zoom and a focus, and like every picture they take is like out of like out of frame blurry garbage like there's one point there's like where they're like where they're where uh hyunmu is presenting and they're like what's that a picture of he's like listen i don't know how to use focus anyway this is a phone <laughs> this is a phone. this is a pen my favorite was when henry is leaving and he's like shit i didn't take any pictures of anything uh here's the floor <laughs> <laughs> he just sort of like spins around with his camera, and then and while he's doing it, the announcer's like, oh, "It's this time to the leave." Best part. Leave, get out. Kim Pido, Kim Pido, get out now. Get out. Get out. The announcer Go away. is so exactly like six. Just the tone of voice. It's like at first, you know, very like official, you know, very like austere. You know, Kim Pido, your time is up. You must leave. Your time is up. Make your way out. You have no time. Leave. Get Henry, out. get out. <laughs> yeah, Henry, get out. <laughs> get out. But, but the show needs to move on. You need to not do your bit anymore. It's great. The announcer and Henry have some good chemistry going on. Yeah, it's magical. It's weird. I, 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 I felt the lack of the bandage man. Right? Yeah. Like when they put text on screen that interrupts people, they just have to read it out loud for the viewer. It's not being said by anyone. There's no character for them to look at. It's just text on a screen. And, like, no one's explaining things in, like, a really roundabout way that takes, like, three more sentences than it (laughs) needs. And, like, it really, like, I say that sort of jokingly, but also it is sincerely an element I loved about Mm -hmm, the genius. mm -hmm. Is the Bandage Man had this, like, like, what if Jigsaw didn't want to kill anyone? (laughs) And just wanted to tell you about the, about <laughs> yeah, what if to take up your time. Like, yeah, what if he was just like like I want to play a game, 
You don't have to. Listen, I'm not going to force <laughs> anybody. I think it'll be a good time, though. Anyway, here's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> they don't really make it. Listen, no, you just have to use the... You have to use the... Listen, have you ever played this before? Oh, my God. Listen, we'll just play, and you'll figure it out as we go. Yeah, it's just, it's really... It's like basic rules, but, like, there's cards, and then it's rock, paper, scissors, and... Uh, oh, oh, you're, you're leaving? Okay, we have 30 minutes left in the episode. Um... No, this this thing is just like I really I actually thought it was cool how we don't know what the rules of the show crime scene are for a while. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like common sense. Like you have to just assume like okay, they're assuming character roles that that, that are given to them based on cards on a table randomly, uh, and the only like rules are uh, there are different sections of what they have to do. There's investigation, there is interrogation, there's presenting evidence, and then at the end, uh, the real killer is trying to get it so they don't get picked. Whoever gets the most votes goes to jail, which just means that they leave. Everybody else has money. If they picked the right person, they all split the money. If they picked the wrong person, the criminal gets all the money. Done. That Those are the rules yep. of crime scene. And they get two episodes out of that because there's so much <laughs> there's so much to the case. And it also and speaking of things that I miss from the genius, I really feel the the lack of hosts, right? Yeah. Cuz like there's some confusion like uh Henry spends a lot of this a lot of this episode with a theory that I think isn't possible within the rules of the game. <laughs> and I think like if there were hosts like in the genius, he would have turned to a lady in a three-piece suit and been like, "Hey, what if like multiple people did it?" and she would say that cannot happen and be like, "Oh, okay." Yeah. Yeah, I was there's like the rule the outline of this show is very simple, but the rules are very like they have to have been told something like off screen or it's just even more chaos. Cause like there's rules on who can and can't lie. I think during certain parts, I don't know. There has to be. Yeah. And like during the alibi section, it's, which is like, you know, each player gets to introduce themselves. Everybody can ask them questions, but they're not, they said they weren't required to respond. Right. And then there's interrogation later. It's like, what are the rules on that? Cause supposedly they're not supposed to lie kind of, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would not just lie all the time, constantly. Well, if you're, try- if you're trying to work out. together, and like, I mean, yeah. the five innocent people have a motivation to work together and figure this out. Lying yeah. is counterproductive for them. Yeah, but like, even just hiding stuff. Like, at one point during the, not the onslaught investigation, but they get to go back into the crime scene. Like, somebody finds the murder weapon, and I thought mm-hmm. they were going to hide it and like use it for their own... You know, I I thought there was going to be a little bit more scheming or... You thought like, it was going to be Don Rapa, where at one point in the case <laughs> yes. he was like, it's actually <laughs> a knife. <laughs> 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 oh, wrong. Wrong. Dang it. <laughs> we just made someone like a million miles away on the internet so mad. <laughs> <laughs> what? Those aren't even remotely similar. Danganronpa. Danganronpa. Is that Jar Jar well, Binks on Danganronpa? Jar Jar Binks is Monokuma. There's a, a class uh, trial, Michi. I'm realizing that I will never keep the show on. <laughs> no. Well, this is the thing that's great about us doing crime scene is crime scene is already a more a much more improvised show than the genius. Oh yeah, mm, yeah, like that's the, true. It, it has to be. They give them basic rules and they say you have ten minutes to investigate. But like, what does investigating mean? I don't know. You guys missed the key, the basic evidence that would have solved the case. Nobody <laughs> fucking found it. That's how you know this shit isn't scripted. They missed the one thing they needed. 
Everybody. They did, missed. Yeah. They missed the raincoat with the like eyes cut out, like into a creepy mask. <laughs> like, Which was so strange. <laughs> yeah. Like what that is hilarious nice. to me because we've talked about this before, but American reality TV doesn't really do that a lot. Where it's like, oh, you guys just didn't do it right. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. no, somebody would have done it right because that's what we need to keep the show moving. They're like, no, you guys can totally miss it and get it wrong. They could probably mm-hmm. get every criminal wrong every week of this season, and that wouldn't even be an issue. But uh, I feel like it's more likely than not because there was not. We'll get to it. I'm sure there was nothing that led me to believe that the killer would have been the killer. I guess just because they yeah. missed, you know the the key piece of evidence but it was very much just like an enjoyable show it's harder to read uh intent during interrogations when even the person doing it is only like they're not trying to hide a crime because they committed it they're trying to hide a crime because they want to win the game and there's Mm -hmm. still a level of like even though i'm the killer i'm still giggling with you because we're having fun (laughs) and we're playing characters yeah yeah because you get moments where it's like this person's acting real shady and it's like are they acting shady because like they're the criminal are you are they acting shady because you're like what did you have for supper and they're like that's not on my fucking script what (laughs) yeah what how did (laughs) corn on the cob i don't know (laughs) do we eat that here in korea (laughs) i would i think probably probably I think grilled corn is a Japanese thing, so I assume it's it's in Korea. Yeah, because Korean and Japan and Korea. Corn is not at the east like an Asian thing to me, but like you know, it's still around there. But it's in one Asian country, so basically, it might as well be in all of them. <laughs> I will Half switch to my world. Japanese accent. Don't. No, no, no. Oh God. Okay, we're sorry. <laughs> Don't do it. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Put me in jail. I'm gonna steer this ship back onto, back into the rocks. Uh, they back get five the- minutes each to make a briefing with everyone based on their evidence. Mm-hmm. Another example of the show doing a lot with little. They just get a chalkboard, or it's like a <laughs> weird, like fake holographic chalkboard, um, and they're just like, "Hey, so here's the evidence. Here's the crime." And this part felt a little bit repetitive to me because they kind of were repeating the same evidence. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But a lot of it is them being like, "No, I I wrote this thing down and I found this evidence, and you clearly did it. Wait, you didn't." Uh okay well <laughs> like um I believe it's uh Hyun what's the names again I remember forgetting Hyun-Moo. people's names yeah Hyunmu who like presents all this evidence and then they're like we all presented this before and he's like oh. yeah but I'm saying Jin now. <laughs> was presenting something and like he asked a question of I think maybe the nurse and she's just like oh yeah no th- this is I didn't do it so or it's like oh no I wasn't there this time so I couldn't have done it and he's like uh all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, every one of his questions, he's like, but what about you? And they're like, it wasn't me. And he's like, oh, oh okay. All right, well, okay, maybe someone else. <laughs> God bless this boy. He can't do secrets. <laughs> this is just a show where Jinho gets Jinho'd over and over and over again <laughs> by everyone. They're just throwing the garnet back and forth behind him like monkey in the middle. That's what this oh, is. Oh, man. What if, what if it's like, what if we get the moment? Where it's like, okay, step forward with your bag of gold. And he's like, I don't know where it is. I dropped it. <laughs> and then Henry is like cackling in the background and like the crew. He's got like a boom mic and he's like, don't tell anyone. <laughs> also, uh, do, do you know what they, act- do they actually win something? Because on uh, the the genius, not the corner witch, on the genius, like they win money at the end, right? Mm-hmm. I the last like person? it. It feels like it's implied that those gold coins are exchanged for for coin for currency. I guess I kind of thought so. Okay. Yeah, well, because another aspect that we didn't mention yet is um, 
the viewers watching this live were able to vote on the on who was the killer, mm-hmm. which I think is part of why it's not that easy to determine yourself who it is, because then it would yeah. be easy, and then every it would get like. Honestly, shout outs to them. By the end, it was like twenty percent for each person, uh, mm-hmm. percentage of people that voted that they were the killer, and then it just like nudged to twenty three percent for the, uh, for the daughter. Like the viewers actually got it right, which I thought was cool. Well, assuming that's legit. <laughs> right, we don't know but yeah. exactly, but yeah, they have a little Benefit. like voting link on the side and stuff, mm-hmm. and um, also they have two. Like, in part one, they have a chance to vote who they think so far based on their evidence who it is. Mm. And then uh, at the end, once they know literally everything they can know, they vote again. And then those those two types of votes are tallied. So it's like, it's not just you received votes based on all the information. It's sometimes you received votes based on circumstantial evidence. Mm-hmm. And so you need to come into the very beginning of the game defending your case very, very well. Or else you could lose the game before people even know who you are. Which I think is really cool. Uh, there's a great moment actually in episode two. two um, just I'll briefly touch on that before we do our like our mid mid case breakdown, uh, where uh, Mu is being interrogated, and I think it's I think it's the wife is interrogating him, and she's like, "How come every time someone points at you, you redirect the attention?" And he's like, "Am I supposed to just say yes, it was me? Like, what are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> Like, of course, I deflect because I don't want to be accused of a crime. <laughs> oh, right. All right. Well, with that established, we hit the halfway point. We hit the end of episode one. Mm-hmm. Where were your heads at as the case hit its halfway point? So far up my ass. Hmm. I don't really need to as hear usual. about your love life, Nick. Can we? Can we stay on topic? Wow. So I didn't have any idea. Well, I had ideas, but obviously, you know, they they weren't going to give you damning evidence or anything. I thought there was mm-hmm. something going on where the wife might be cheating with the dri- the chauffeur. The nurse mm-hmm. had some sort of thing for the driver, or maybe the driver was her ex-husband. And so maybe the nurse was jealous of the wife. And then mm-hmm. I kind of thought the CEO might be the killer. The C- mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't. I didn't introduce the CEO. <laughs> there's a CEO. A there's a CEO. Yep. <laughs> yep, there's also a CEO who comes to Community ask for Community effort Orlando. <laughs> yeah. Great fighting game tournament. You should go with him one year. Wow. So my theory was that maybe the CEO was angry because he came to ask the chairman for money. And the CEO claims that he did not give him any money. He rejected him. So maybe the CEO paid the nurse to like tell him how to easily kill the chairman or like drug him so he was asleep. Just I don't know. Like nobody really talked about uh, Jinho was the the CEO. CEO. <laughs> nobody really talked about Jinho very much. Like they kind of be like, oh well, maybe the CEO could have done it. And Jinho was like, no, no, he couldn't have. And then they just kind of passed over. And like that's kind of suspicious. Well, he has no motive, and they do a cool thing. I think at the end of the first episode where they like drop real ass evidence in front of everyone. Yeah. Because uh, first they have the doctor come on and say like the person who stabbed him uh has knowledge of the human body because they went straight for the carotid artery and didn't miss so they're they're mm-hmm. they have that going for them uh and then also we get a hint that like oh there's cctv footage and then we don't see mm-hmm. it until the second episode but that footage basically confirms that the the businessman the 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 ceo was not in the house at the time of the murder so uh, mm-hmm. 
but he could have been I disagree. he could have been stalking around the garden or whatever but like i mean the things to me the things that were suspicious like so one of the things that they were like no he he works for like a meat distribution company he totally know where the carotid artery is yeah. it's like okay no. you're saying because he's the ceo of a company he knows how to stab a human what are you talking about <laughs> I mean, listen, I don't like CEOs either. I mean, but don't you know really how CEO like inheritance works? You have to right. s- kill the previous CV- CEO. That- and then it's like it's like the end of Diablo 1 where you pick up the gem and you're like, you know what you must do. And you press it into your forehead. And now you're the CEO. Exactly. <laughs> Ask Tim Cook. <laughs> Tim <laughs> Cook, seen some Diablo shit, 1? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, and then like the other thing, like I, the other thing is, though, just like knowing Jin Ho. There's going to be an episode where Jin Ho's the killer, mm-hmm. and it's going to be like like ten minutes into the episode, everyone's gonna turn and be like, "Hey, can we get a producer out here? Can we just call it? This guy's terrible <laughs> at acting. It's him. It's obviously him. It's him, and we found it. Wow, aren't we good? He just he mm-hmm. just like stutteringly said, "Why would you say it's me?" And then like stared directly at the murder weapon for ten unbroken seconds. <laughs> <Right>. It's him. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh... So shall we start talking about the CCTV stuff? Well, I was just going to say briefly, in part one, I thought it was the driver because I also yeah. felt like oh. the uh, the wife and the daughter and the nurse, like all of that, that like three-person conspiracy stuff, or like the wife working with the driver, I thought was too mm-hmm. easy. So I was like, maybe it just is the driver and like maybe the brother-in-law isn't involved at all and Henry's just a goon and that's it. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was leaning towards the driver as a part, part one, but by part two, I was like, basically, I had solved it. I, I was basically leaning on the driver as well for, I guess, for two reasons. One is I feel like he had the most, like, clear opportunity and lack of alibi. Like, he had the, the most lack of alibi of anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, he was doing some aggressive deflecting. Mm-hmm. And then this is an example of how my friend Jennifer and her interests have poisoned my brain. <laughs> Is I was like, I mean, he doesn't have a motive, but I've played Donkan Rampa. Mysteries don't care about motives. God. Donkan Rampa never has once cared about a motive. Who's tall enough to stab someone with this knife? That's the only thing that matters in this entire case. Exactly. So much salt. This brings us to part two, which in this show is the second episode. So we watched it. We do a double block now. We're trying to do one case per episode. Um, do we want to jump right in, or do we, do we have a thing we want to talk about in between? Um, we could very briefly, or not briefly, I guess we'll see how it goes, talk about Warframe. Oh, yeah! Oh, right. Uh, Nick, do you want to leave? You can just turn the, close the call and can come back in like 10 Warframe. minutes. Warframe. I'm Googling it. <laughs> oh, ninjas play need. free. It's this thing. Yeah, yeah. Are, are you a ninja? Did you, did you play free, or did you have to pay? Uh, uh, I did not have to pay. Oh. I did not pay either. Six, no. you're not financially, ninjas? anyway. Okay, let me see if I can... Ah, five bucks. I mean, it's not free the way yeah. Twitter isn't free, where it's like, well, my life has been given to this game. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Warframe was our, our final end of, end of Season 3 homework, our mega homework mm-hmm. to, to tackle here. Um, so Alan and I both played some Warframe. Mm-hmm. Uh, did Nick play any Warframe? No. Okay. <laughs> yep. I completely forgot about it. That's fine. It's fine. Well, you weren't required to. I, yeah. I offered you the opportunity mm-hmm. if you wanted to, but you know, this is our, this is our problem to deal with. This is our cross to bear. Mm-hmm. 
There's probably a character who has Ave a cross. Maria. I know there is a character that has a cross. What six? What do you think about Warframe? Because I have like a spiel, but I don't want to get into my spiel until I know where you're at. Um, basically, I think it's okay. It makes a strong yeah. first impression, and then I feel like I am not in love with the way the progression works. Mm-hmm. And the mobility really started to wear on me, not because it, it felt like. Hmm. Okay, so when I was playing Ocarina of Time oh my back God. in the day, oh my God. right? Here we Galaxy go. brain take. Here we go. <laughs> uh, I was like, oh, I've got all these options to move around. I've got these items and stuff. And I was like, oh, wait, the best way to move around is just to run. And then when you're near the edge of the room, you roll because that's faster. Dad. And then you open the door before you have to deal with roll recovery. Yes. And that's just how you do everything. And in Warframe, the way you do everything is you do, like, the forward spinning leap, and there are five other ways of moving, and all of them are completely irrelevant, and I don't know why they're even in the game. You, crouch, you crouch jump. You just crouch jump forever. Just crouch jump forever. And that's... I I appreciate... The crouch jump is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that it becomes quickly the only way to move in that game is dumb and annoying. Sounds like early PUBG when you could you had to crouch jump over ledges. Well, crouch jumping in this game makes you do like a like a forward spinning diving pirouette. Okay. It's sick. It's really sick. But I agree like I almost wish that wasn't the fastest because like I never sprinted ever. Mm-hmm. Like why do I have sprint then? Having a a straight upward jump is useful because sometimes you just need to get up and like there's parkour and there are other movement things that relate to your jump that aren't um just crouch jumping but yeah if you have a straight line in front of you and you just need to get somewhere fast then crouch jumping is the only way to go anywhere like why would you ever do anything else and that it can be kind of annoying i agree Mm -hmm. and you don't even lose options like you can use your gun and your sword while doing that so like there's no downside and also you go uh you go into like a a, you have a smaller hitbox because you're just like narrow needle flying through the air it's just right yeah Hmm. i don't know um other than that it was like yeah, it was just like, okay, this is kind of neat, but unlocking stuff is is too much of a grind for me, given how much like the game is all right, but it's a it's a third person shooter and I'm just not much of a shooter person these days. Um why? I mean, cuz you're not, not much of a shooter. Person? Like you play, I know you play RPGs more, that's fair. Um I mean, so the things that interest me these days in games are um I like well-written characters. Mhm. I like uh, amazing art design mm-hmm. and, you know, Warframe's all right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like a lot of, like, flow in combat, and I just don't get that in shooters. Maybe that's just because I'm bad at them, but I very rarely get a sense of, of flow, and I don't like... it's. I don't want precision. I want cohesion. Yeah, there. there's a specific, like... Gameplay fantasy that Warframe uh, can have you can achieve for you that few other games can. Um, the problem is it takes a while to get there because when you start, your best strategy is like you said, crouch jumping and just like staying back and using your assault rifle. Um, there's mm-hmm. actually a video I really want to link both of you later. Uh, that's called like Day One Through Hundred of Playing Warframe, and it's an animated like short that somebody made that's that simulates like your first day where you join a public game and you're like what do i do how do i jump and then you fall and you don't figure out the crouch jump and every other player like murders everything for you and then by like day 20 you have another frame and you're a little bit stronger and by day 100 you are one of four incredibly badass ninja assassins 
eviscerating every enemy around you in, in creative and interesting ways. <laughs> um, hmm. To speak to the progression stuff, I really like the idea of a forever game. We're, you know, referring to that whole, this is a game you can play as many, as long as they continue to update it, at a core level, you just enjoy it, and you're always going to enjoy it. And for me, mm-hmm. that's games like World of Warcraft and Final Fantasy XIV. Like, MMOs, for me, are games that I'll always enjoy. Or certain tactics games. I think Final Fantasy Tactics, I can still go back to all the time and find new things to enjoy. But the fascinating thing about this little bit of time we had with Warframe was I could see I could see the alternate dimension where Warframe was my forever game. And I think it's awesome mm-hmm. that it's so many people's forever game because... Its progression systems are real are different than the stuff we're used to. It's not like the WoW model where you wait for a percentage drop until you get it, and then you have good gear until it's no longer good. It's not the Final Fantasy fourteen model where you see what the good gear is and how to get it, and you work until you have the, the tokens to buy it, and then you have the gear. It's more like you pick a thing you want, and then you have it, and now it's time to make it good. But that's not really true. I mean, that's true for, for some of the stuff, but, like, there was a point in that game where I was like, okay, there's this one frame that, like, dual-wields revolvers, and that seems kind of cool. I want that one. And it's like, okay, you need the sensor module, which is a 5% drop from this guy in this area, and you need the, like, the processing chip, which is a 3% from this guy in this mission, and it was just like, Sure, okay. sure. With frames, it's like that. And, be- and because frames are, like, the tail of the game. Like, people who play endgame warframe are just collecting frames at this point as long as they put on new ones they have things to do and that is a thing that has to take a long time because that is the game's tale but on a short term there are like smaller term grinds that you can do in like a couple of days like with weapons specifically very early on you get a, a, a blueprint for a weapon called the boltor which is the classic like old fps game like shoots bolts that can pin enemies to the wall and you're like wow that's really cool and you can build it pretty easily with like basic materials from the story missions uh but your Boltor early on like will barely stick anyone because it doesn't crit, and it has to crit to do that. So you're like, I have the gun. I have the ability to use it. Nothing is stopping me from using it, but it sucks. How do I make it suck less? And then everything else you do, everything else you you get will get you these little mods, and the mods end up being your your form of like improvement. And every individual mod you get matters, and everything you add into it matters in a big way. And before you know it, you have a deadly boltering of one of the best guns in the game. And you didn't even, like, put that much time into it. You just have it. And then it becomes mm. a matter of, like, okay, well, how do I use it? Or how do I push it a little bit further to make it better? Or how do I get more of these things? And it's more about quantity than sort of, like, unique bespoke quality of each gun. Mm-hmm. Like, you are going to get all sorts of guns that do interesting things very quickly. And that's not hard. It's not like you're never going to get the bolt or You'll get it in 10 minutes. It's can I get a good one and can I make it awesome? Like I got a, I got another couple of frames both between uh, having Twitch Prime. They just give you two more frames. And then uh, I built one uh, just from story mission parts. But I actually had the benefit of, uh, I had a friend, I have a friend who has put like hundreds of hours into this game and they walked me through the whole thing. They walked me through pretty much 90% of the main game story. Um, mm-hmm. And I want to talk about like the story and character stuff briefly, but basically that experience was really fun for me. It was a nice like social thing where I could just practice moving around and doing cool tricks. And then the game kind of played itself and I enjoyed that. And then after a certain point I was like, all right, friend, I want to become independent. I want to be able to log on the way I play MMOs at like 10 in the morning, do a daily, and then I'll get something cool out of it. And 
he kind of helped me towards doing that, but it took me a while to do it because this is the kind of game where getting carried through it will make you, f- you you'll inevitably f- miss something and not have a skill that you would have gotten from just learning it by playing it a lot. Uh, so I was like playing end game stuff, not end game, but like, you know, level 20, 30 stuff with level five guns. Cause I didn't know how mods work. I think mm. the really in- like inherently intimidating thing about Warframe is they don't tell you how anything works. You just have to learn it from knowing somebody or from reading a wiki. And it's all there. Like, it's not that complicated. Mods are uh, upgrades you put into a weapon or armor by putting a a currency called endo into them as well as a currency called credits, which is money. You get both of those Mm. from doing everything. Easy. You did it. That's how mods work. But then it's like, well, where do I get mods and which mods are useful? And why are there these different elements on guns? And how do I get the stuff to make different frames? Like you were saying, if I just want to make Mesa, like, how do I just freaking make Mesa? Why is this so hard? And I think a lot of that obtuseness is helped by the fact that you can have friends or the really friendly and helpful community that the game has fostered uh, kind of guide you through that and walk you through it a little bit. I guess for me, like thinking about the concept of forever games, right? Yeah. I have two forever games in my life right now, basically. Yeah. I have Final Fantasy XIV and I have Dota 2. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and in Do- so the 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 idea of like taking a thing and making it awesome, right? Yeah. Taking a thing that starts out lame and making it awesome. Um, in Dota two, unless you're playing Chaos Knight, that's not an idea because everyone's awesome. <laughs> um, and in Final Fantasy fourteen, that is an idea, but I've never once needed the community for that. Right. Everything you want, you can just find in the menus, and it's all. Like, I know how yeah. to get this, and I know how to farm it. I know how long it'll take. Let's just do it. I I haven't said it on this podcast, so I go. I will go ahead and do so. I am the guild leader of a guild called I Play MMOs Alone, and the only member is Nick, who doesn't <laughs> play the game. It's great. Fucking leave me the fuck alone. I love it. <laughs> right. And, and I think a lot of people find fun out of... Um, I really love... That's part of why I love 14 so much is if you want something, you know how to get it. That's it. They tell you how to get it. There's no worrying about drop chances. You will get the thing you want if you work towards it. And there's something really freeing and nice about that. Um, The thing with Warframe is, like, I find a lot of fun in learning how it works. Like, pulling apart the knotted web that is its, like, five-plus years of systems that are now stacked on top of each other and learning what the currencies do, I find that really rewarding. Because you come out of it a lot more powerful than you were when you started, and you're doing a lot cooler shit than you were 20-plus hours ago. Yeah, that makes sense. I think I had problems with its like aesthetic design for a while, but playing through the story, um, I learned a lot about why it, it is the way it is, and I came to appreciate it a lot. Um, so here's the point where if you, at home... Uh, at some point are interested in playing Warframe and interested in its story and why people are, care so much about it, you should probably jump ahead a couple of minutes. <laughs> Come back after the break, Tenno. This is where I edit in the time that you can jump to. It's one hour, one minute, and 45 seconds, Tenno. You play as the Tenno, which are like these robot saviors of the guardians of the world. Uh, and you are guided by this lady called the what the fuck is her name? The lady with the fun snake hair and the blind Lotus. face. The Lotus. Um, Lotus gives you missions. You fight different alien races. 
Uh, there's like the old race that we. The thing is, you 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 play the game early on, and you're like, man, all the maps look the same. It's all like old world, boring, like ancient civilization stuff. Sure, uh, it's all from the same society. We don't know what the hell happened to them. They never talk about it. We just know that they were here and then they were gone. Uh, you eventually start learning over time. Uh, that there might be some more stuff going on with them and why you are fighting them or f- why you're fighting the bad guys than you originally thought. And the mm. way it starts to unravel is really cool in a way that I think a lot of MMOs just can't do uh, because of the nature of how like, everybody is playing the story. You can't like unravel a conspiracy with every player doing it. But you're doing this... It's a single-player story mission. And you do it as, regu- as regular... And you run into these, like, blue aliens. And you're like, wait, what the hell? Why are there, like, blue aliens that I've never seen before just on this map? And Lotus, who's usually in your bottom left of your screen, telling you, like, all right, Tenno, you should definitely be quiet for this mission. And then 7,000 dead bodies later, she's like, Tenno, you've been seen. And you're like, I know, girl. I killed everyone. It's fine. She goes away for a while. And she comes back, like, two minutes later. And she's like, "What? where were you? What did you just do? And, you're like, and you don't say anything because your character is silent. Um, at the end of the mission, she's like, that was weird. Anyways, back to the endless grind. And you spend another couple of hours and you have this like piece of data that she can't analyze. And then voices start talking to you and you start getting the classic like, I am thou, thou art I, celestial bodies are coming to get you, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, Lotus is lying to you. And you're like, what? What? No, she could never. She's space mom. And you learned that basically blah, 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 Lotus uh, was programmed to destroy the Tenos, but discovered that she um, could use them in a way that would be helpful to her. And instead of killing them, she worked with them. So she is actually a friend, but she was designed to kill you. And in learning that, you meet some other characters who are like, she's also still lying to you, bud. And you're like, no, wait, but I thought that was the only twist of the game. Like, that the Lotus is lying. That's already a big, huge twist. And then you're like, going down this rabbit hole, figuring stuff out mission by mission. And finally, you go onto a place called the Derelict, which is like a abandoned ship in the middle of nowhere. And you find a pod. And she's like, I can't tell you what's inside there. And they're like, no, Tenno, you got to go in there. There's some shit in there, bud. Like, just a heads up, there's like a big thing that's going to change everything. And you're like, okay, I guess I'll do it. I'm the silent protagonist who clicks things and gets loot. And you go inside, and there's a little kid inside. And you're like, what? Who's that? And there, and then you, you the Warframe, fall down and turn into a rubble. And then the kid walks out. And then the camera turns around. And then the kid raises his hand and the Warframe raises his hand. And you realize that the kid is controlling the Warframe. And then you realize that you, the player, are, have been controlling the kid. And then you get character customization about 40 hours into Warframe. And it's like, welcome to the game. You have been playing as a non-binary psychic child uh, who is controlling the Tenno in an effort to stop the reincarnation of these bad guys or some shit like that. It's wild. Mind blown. It honestly is in the moment. Like every time I explain it to someone, I know it sounds really dumb being like the plot twist of Warframe is you play. But just saying like the plot twist of Warframe Mm -hmm. is you play as a little like orphan kid is like kind of (laughs) silly. I mean, like, listen, I'm used again. Friend Jennifer. I'm used to some stupid fucking twist. This seems okay. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. It's handled extremely well. You then have to walk as the Tenno, as the child, 
and walk your Warframe back out of the mission, like walking backwards with new enemies that you've never fought before and they're like killing you and you're like, what do I do? And I have like a psychic beam laser that can kill them, but like, I, I don't know what I'm doing. And then you just like take the kid to your ship and then you customize the kid because he takes his helmet off and you realize who they are. And you're now playing as the kid and everyone refers to you as the operator from now on. Uh, and it just feels like you've started the game for the first time because the framework for why you're doing everything makes completely different sense. And I thought that was really cool. It like made the repetitive nature of it actually make a lot of sense because it's like, oh, this is all training exercises for a kid. And how many hours in is that? <laughs> well, it depends. Like if you really rush the story in the junctions, it's probably like 20 to 30. For me, it was closer to 50 because I spent a little bit of time fucking around. Huh. It sounds cool, cool, but I don't know if it sounds cool enough for me to spend the time. But that does sound pretty cool. No, I mean, you can watch that mission. That mission is, like, really just interesting sure, for me. but it's, it's not – it doesn't – it feels like one of those things that's not the same if you're just, like, you know, like, fucking, oh, let me watch the, the big twist of Persona 4. I've never played this game, but I'll just watch the twist. Like, Yeah, you know, being there for, that, for twists like that is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I had most of it spoiled for me, but, like, even being in the moment and then it, like, pulls back and it's, like, welcome to character customization. You're like, what the fuck? I've been grinding for materials all night. That's crazy. Even with only like the like six or so hours that I played, it does recontextualize some things. In interesting exactly. Ways. It's just, it's really interesting. And then uh, they're doing a lot of cool stuff. They're constantly updating it. There's like open worlds now where you can fly around with your like backpack jet plane. And um, it's, I'm now at the point where I think I've reached the horizon of my Warframe career where I'm like, I see it. I understand it. I'm happy it exists. I'll probably go back to it, but I'm. this is not my forever game. Mm-hmm. Just because, like you said, I'm also not a shooter person very much. And even yeah. when you get the good gear, it's like, okay, now I just don't like playing this very much. Like, I have I have other grinds that are for designed for my time. Well. Welcome back, Tenno. It is the post-spoiler area. Sorry about you that. will I went feel off. the podcast creeping into your mind. <laughs> <laughs> the the villains in in uh, Warframe are a little much sometimes. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right, well, let's get back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. No, we're going to talk about episode two of Crime Scene. It's called. <laughs> they never don't do episode names in these shows, so I can't be like it's called Flumpledumples. I'll I'll come up with an episode name. Thanks, man. Yeah. Okay. That's for yeah. Going time. forward, uh, it role. is now Nick's duty to come up with pod with episode names for the very. I will remember the this the next time we click record to record episode two. I will harass you. Don't worry. Of course. In this recap, they're playing music that I am almost positive is from the Tron Legacy soundtrack. You hear Tron Legacy and everything, though. That's like that's I like... like the Tron Legacy soundtrack a lot. I guess that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so they're doing a re- they do a recap, which made this one feel a little bit unnecessary because it's like yeah, I get it, I get it. All right, get to the CCTV footage. Here we go. Um, and they're it's kind of fun watching them watch their characters do things <laughs> and mm-hmm. trying to justify it because it's like, wait, why did you do that hand motion? And she's like, uh, obviously because I was itchy. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you like and so it's it's the it's the mother the wife um watching television and they're like clowning on her, what her TV show preferences uh the nurse goes into the guy's room the daughter does the daughter go into the no the daughter is taking a shower uh-huh and the businessman goes into the room and they leave 
uh, around the time of the murder, but they don't really get that. Like, it's fascinating that they get live footage of the time when he was murdered and they still don't get the answer from that. Mm-hmm. What they do get, and they lean on this really hard and it is a point of contention. So they're like, wait a minute. The daughter was taking a shower, but then when she runs out, she's wearing the same clothes as before and her hair is up. And then like like the There's ladies like playing two the minutes spent like, oh, yeah. I would never put your hair up. Yeah, the lady is just like, I, I, I totally put my hair. What do you? Yes, I put my hair. Up. And then like it cuts to confessional and she's like, like, I understand that they're like looking for clues, but like I do this in real life. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was that was great. Poor, you uh, would never brush your bamboo. teeth before going to bed. <laughs> like, What do you what? 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 Why? No. What? Yeah, she's like, like tur- you know, any woman would know, you know, if you moisturize, you condition your hair. Look, you're beautiful. No straight hair. If you blow dried it, you wouldn't tie it up. And Bengal's just like, what? So yes, I feel someone's like, like why de- would you ever put your hair up? That defeats the point of showering. And I'm like, what are yeah. you saying? Yeah. <laughs> what, what is this lore? I feel like if this was us, if we were, if we were the, the like, if this was us as these characters, the moment would be both of you like turning to me and being like, wait a minute, this is suspicious. <laughs> you wouldn't download a car. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Nobody actually drinks strawberries. <laughs> Not anymore, I don't. Aww. <sighs> uh, the, there's a lot of... This is another part where there's a lot of funny... Like, people giving away tells as if they committed the crime, except they're just actors playing fake characters. So <laughs> yeah. the daughter is, like, scratching her, her ear a bunch, and I'm like, ah, oh, clear evidence. And I'm like, wait, no, no, she's <laughs> just a person with an itchy ear. I'm being stupid. Like, I really bought into the into the excitement of this episode. They all play they- their characters. Like, they're very good at their own character. It's, I mm-hmm. wonder, I mean, we're shown a scene where, like, there's six cards on the table and they could choose which character, but it almost seems like it's been predetermined by production because they, they, at least I thought they all really fit their characters really well. I get the sense from, uh, like, preview images and stuff of future episodes that that's not always, go- that that's not the case and this was just a lucky coincidence. Hmm, okay. Yeah, I don't because they had, like, clothes that they changed into t- so that mm-hmm. you can recognize them in the... You know the the TV footage or you know whatever hints they show. If somebody could smart also... got to pick, I'm sorry, six. If someone smart mm. got to pick who each character got to be or who each actor got to be, then they wouldn't, for example, I don't know, make one of the men play a woman. That would be weird and bad if they did that. Yeah, that would be bad. Wouldn't um, it? Yeah. And then uh, the other also the other possibility. I mean, like I wouldn't do this. This sounds like a lot of work, but it's a TV. It's a TV studio. They might do this. Is like maybe there are slight variants on the character based on who picks it. Oh, interesting. Uh, yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, this, oh, the 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 CEO is gonna be Jinho. Okay, we need him to seem more like sort of like timid and you know, like not a big kind of like someone who, if they were the criminal, would immediately confess and start crying. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's so much weird fake evidence in this second section too. Mm-hmm. Everyone makes a huge deal out of, like you said, the hair, and then the fact that. The brother-in-law brought back the gas station, the convenience store receipt with his beer, and they're like, the time is ripped off! <laughs> must have done something! And they're like, no, like, it rips when you throw a receipt in your pocket. Like, it rips right. a little yeah. bit. It's- well, and, and like, they say, like, say, like, he tore off the time, and then you get a look at it, and it's like, no, there's, like, a little dent where there's probably his keys touched it. Like, yeah. 
That would be so. He'd have to like get a pencil and stab it out, and then it wouldn't look like that. Also, if he also that. like, what are you implying with that? Like, no, actually, he has an alibi, and he's pretending not to because he was actually buying beer when the murder happened. Like, what possible <laughs> time frame does it make a difference to? Yeah, I'm starting in my head at this point to be like. Wait, so maybe he bought the beer yesterday, and so now he's pretending to be drunk, and now he's using the beer. <laughs> maybe he what? hid a knife in the beer can. There's a missing I beer can. I literally thought he hid the knife what? in the beer can. <laughs> oh, my Alan. God. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 no. The show's being stupid. As soon as I unclouded my head in the second half, I was like, this is actually not hard. <laughs> <laughs> this is an easy case. Yeah. Um, which, uh, on the one hand, makes you worry about future cases, because... Spoilers, I read it, not nail it. Um, but also, maybe they're just getting a feel for the show, and it'll be better going forward. I mean, like, I definitely think going forward, they're going to be like, okay, it's one criminal, there's not going to be a huge conspiracy. Got yeah. it. There was, it was a twisted web of shit. I had no idea. Like, there could easily have been one missed piece of information that would have, like, fallen into place, and you'd see the crazy web that, like, led to one person, and that is the exact opposite of what happened is like oh yeah you know mm. you guys missed the one thing and it was just one person and all the other stuff was just like an entire bucket of red herrings and mm-hmm. one you know bass on the bottom it did feel like the quantity of red herrings was a little Insane. over like like the, uh, for some of them it's like okay i get it but like the red herring of like oh one of the beers is outside like that one just <laughs> felt kind of pointless it felt yeah. like you're just like red herrings for the sake of red herrings at a certain yeah. point mm-hmm. yeah there's a there's in hindsight there are a lot of weird red herrings like that uh just because they kind of want i think it's because they want the listener and the viewer to kind of suspect that it was everybody or that yeah. it could be anybody like they don't want it to be too easy mm-hmm. so they're just dumping really silly red herrings but once on you- the other hand though they make it like if if the question is who was literally responsible for the act of murder, right? Yeah. Then at the beginning of the second episode, they say, okay, it literally cannot possibly be the wife. Moving right. on. <laughs> and it's just like, oh, okay. But that, yeah. But then they like buried the, the red herring of like, oh, maybe it was a conspiracy. Maybe she put somebody up to it. Who would she have put up to it, you know, based on all the clues we found? But even if that's so. the case, then you're still, like, the person but, you would yeah. vote for is still the person who did the deed. So it's just I like, guess, okay, yeah. she's no longer right. relevant to the voting. It just feels like a, a weird choice it to, needed to, like... They a host. Yeah. Like a... Yeah. Uh, the genius host. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. They, they needed a bandage. But wait, the problem, the problem would be the bandage man is, I'm sorry, a suspicious motherfucker. And you'd just be like... Every, you know, there'd be all the lockers. Be, oh, it was me, you idiots. <laughs> I killed him. <laughs> <laughs> that's the end of every episode like are you stupid of course it was me well, what's, what's funny me? is they they do um the murder weapon is bandages <laughs> right right, right. <laughs> i'm actually a mummy <laughs> they do do kind of a bandage man thing where they take off the raincoat at the end and it's like it was me <laughs> yeah <laughs> the, the daughter was fun yeah. I thought that was cute. Before we get to the reveal, though, there's a little bit more evidence stuff. Like, uh, Henry finds the murder weapon, and then there's this really hilarious moment of finger pointing where he's like, finally, I found it. Oh, my God, it's a um, Eiffel Tower that has, like, a knife inside of it as, like, a pen. <laughs> and then they're like, wait, how did you find that? You must have obviously put it there. You're the killer. And he's like, no, why would I find my own weapon? Don't be stupid. <laughs> that makes no yeah, sense. Yeah, Moo is just like, oh, it, it's obviously you. Oh, look, he found it because he knew who, where it uh, would have been. No, the, the daughter wouldn't have known. Oh, blah, blah, blah. 
it was another one of those moments that made me really suspect the driver because just such bad logic yeah. of just like like the murderer would not show you where the murder weapon is that's just a bad idea yeah i mean they didn't even take it to the next level of like oh well you know they could have purposefully brought it up so that you know they wouldn't have been suspected because they brought it up and why would they brought it up but mm-hmm. there was yeah there was a lot of shit <laughs> And Hyun Moo is just relentless. Anytime he sees like any target on anyone's back, he just fires, you know, the machine gun into them. Yeah. Yeah. It, in the end, he's the one who gets accused of the crime <laughs> yeah. and he's innocent. But like, motherfucker, the way you were acting, how did you think this was going to go? Yeah, that was good. Oh, and this is where the, when they're all back in the crime scene, that's when there's the one on one interview section where every single contestant i think just gets to choose one person to do a one-on-one interview with or interrogation Mm -hmm. i guess and this is where some of the like the more funny moments are because when it's just the six of them together you know like they have chemistry and stuff but it's hard to construct anything like a bigger any bigger moments between people or you know bigger interactions Mm -hmm. and there was a bunch like um the one between Park and Hyunmu, the the wife and the driver, was hilarious. I think it was Yeah. I think it was Hyunmu who calls in Park. Calls in Ji-Yoon. Yes. No, yeah. So no, so she calls him in and then he immediately like takes okay. charge. And then she's being like, I thought I was interrogating you. Yes, I'll answer your questions. <laughs> yes, I'll answer the question. They have like they needed to get a room there. That was an awesome like five minute interview or whatever. Yeah, all of the 1v1 investigation or interrogation stuff was hilarious and very good. Yeah, best part of the show for me. And the first three, the first three investigations are just like people calling someone in and being like, I'm so disappointed in you. Why did you do it? Why did you do it? I'm so disappointed in you. And then it ends and it cuts to a confession and they're like, well, I didn't learn anything. Yeah. <laughs> like Henry was going super goofy and be like, who did he even call in? It was, uh, he, was called it? In, he called in his sister. He called right. in the wife. He called in, yeah. And, and Ji Yoon's just like, no, of course I didn't do it. Why are you acting crazy? Why are you? Why are you? Yeah. And Henry just, he just committed, and then he goes to the confessional. Is like, huh, that was useless. <laughs> <laughs> it was funny to see, you know, the goof master admit, like, okay, yeah, I just wasted three minutes. Yeah, all the interrog- all the interrogation stuff, extremely funny. Uh, and even when the daughter and the mom are together, and she's like, I've never been so disappointed in you. And she's I raised like, mom, you so poorly. Yeah, I raised you before. She's like, Mom, I didn't do it. What are you saying? What's going on? Why are we like this? <laughs> what about the family? Care, the funnier it is. God. Ji Yoon's mother performance, A. Plus. Yeah, 100%. So, heading to the final vote, um, at this point, uh, what, what were your feelings? Who, who did you have in mind? I still thought it was either the daughter or uh, the brother in law. I had no idea. I didn't suspect, like, I wasn't very confident in anything until they found Mm -hmm. the, like, at the very last moment before, I think, the final vote, they found a medical textbook. Yeah, the anatomy textbook. Where located the, you know, vital points in the daughter's room. And she, uh, Bungle looked really suspicious. Like, she was yeah. looking at, I think it was Ji Yoon and Hyun Moo were looking in her bookshelf. And she just, like, kept glancing over. I'm like, this is really sketchy. What's going on here? But there was still so much other, you know, crap in the web of lies and red herring. I had no idea. I'm like, okay, obvious tells, obviously suspicious, but I still have no idea. 
Yeah, I feel like I'm in the same place where I I ended up I ended up thinking it was the driver, but the daughter did like rapidly jump in suspicion yeah. there, where it's just like like she was like, oh, it's my boyfriend's. It's like, why did you leave what? your boyfriend's textbook in your house? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like why? What? Like not only did did he leave it in your house, you put it on your shelf and in like kind street? of like kind of like slid it into the back, and where then we're like eyeing suspicious, like is someone gonna find my boyfriend's textbook? <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> Show me your feet. What? No, sorry. No! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think if I'd had a little more time to digest that, me and also the other uh, other contestants would have put it together. But it was it was, it was so at that point, it was man. so fast. It was like, oh, I, yeah. I guess I'm sticking with the driver because he keeps yelling at everyone. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes to jail. He does. Yep. He gets convicted. I really like their method of voting where they have like lockers for each person yeah. and they slap handcuffs on them. That's very sad. And then it rolls down. It's very, it's so tactile. I love it. Uh-huh. It's great mechanical feedback. Uh, and then the they, end... they, yeah, they open the locker and they go look down. They're like, ha, yes, zero votes for me. I'm cool. <laughs> like, oh, no, handcuff up. At the very end, I think right before the the final voting, they you know all vote individually. So they go backstage or whatever to the production area, and they like follow three. I think it was like Jin Ho, Yunji, and Bangu. They like follow them up the stairs as they're like going mm-hmm. to their green rooms or whatever, and they can't stop like trying to think. And like in at the end of the hall, I think is Jin Ho and uh, Bangu, and you can just like see Bangu start to look around like. She's looking at them and like she's responding and being part of the conversation, but she's very interested in what they're saying, you know, mm-hmm. which retrospectively like, oh, she's, you know, she's wondering if they, they know they don't know at all. And then Henry and Hyunji just like there's a five minute scene of Henry being a goofball. And it was very strange. I'm like, is Henry just like playing improv games because he's he's the criminal is he a goof is he just flirting with you he like smells her hands he's uh he's quite the character and then they start speaking just regular english he's like oh they're both like korean american yeah. yeah well i believe he is actually i i learned i said he was korean american i was wrong he's korean canadian oh even better a which deadly explains why he's so polite yeah <laughs> yeah i loved that scene where they were outside it was like it's like, wait, where does the end of the set, like, where does the show stop following them? Are we going to, like, get them outside, like, going home and being on their, in their Uber, like, get oh, leaving? Oh, that would be excellent. <laughs> yeah, there was, there was a level of, like, that. that's one thing that's been, that was really interesting, especially in that second episode, is there's a level of willingness to acknowledge the artifice. Where, yeah. like, like, I mean, you get, the like, a shot of, fake. like, as, and as they're walking through that hall, it's like, okay, you're walking through the back halls, that's weird, and it's like, they pass by a room, and the camera's sort of, like, out of the corner of your eye, you can see, like, that's like a room with, like, a table and, like, some bagels. Like, wait, what? Is this <laughs> the, the craft service? service. <laughs> yeah. yeah they don't even, like, try to hide it, I feel. Yeah. No, I think that's really that, yeah. neat. I think that's really neat. And then also at the very end, it's like they're they're all like, Well, I guess we got it wrong. All right, we're leaving Hyunmu in jail. And then like the <laughs> like the like director aide comes out and he's like, Hey, come on, let me out and like they start breaking down the set and it was yeah. like, Oh, that was that was really I love that I, shit. It just feels yeah. cause cause the, the genius never, ever, ever leaves the genius house. Mm-hmm. At least not for play. It's for like introduction of characters that'll show them in like around the town, mm-hmm. but once the game starts, they're just in the, in the town uh, or in the house. But like in this, you can see the boundaries of the set, 
and you can totally see crew walking in the background if you're paying attention. They're trying to duck, but I saw a couple of dudes like, oh, shit, I got noticed. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it, there's just no, like, pretending it's not a, a, a In the main show. area where they all sit, they have, like, six desks, right? They have yeah. the thing that they use, the, like, circular track that the camera goes around, but they don't use that shot like they use that shot less than the overhead shot that just shows the entire thing. It shows thing. the track. And you yeah. see constantly circling camera. <laughs> She's like, okay, yeah, we'll just go with it. I love it. I, yeah, I really like the the acknowledgement of artifice. It as... it makes it like you can tell like you know, I don't really know the Korean culture. Obviously, like they're going to win money supposedly if they you know, guess correctly, right? But also, mm-hmm. like, it's, I guess their job is entertainers to be there, so they want to do a good job so that they'll be invited on to other shows, I assume. Mm-hmm. But then also, even beyond that, you know, maybe they're just selling it because they're good at their jobs. They just seem interested in, like, trying to, you know, figure out what's going on or try to guess the right person. And so showing them, like, you know, like, okay, guys, we'll have a break, and then we'll take you guys individually to vote. And then, like, three of them just, like, keep bickering and arguing as they go back to their green room. And they just stand outside their green room and argue. It makes – it seems like, you know, they're interested in the game, which is, you know, good for the audience. Like, oh, they're interested mm-hmm. in the game, so I'll also be interested in them being interested in the game. And it just made it – you know, it, it it doesn't hide the artifice of the, you know, very strange Korean TV game show. But it also mm-hmm. just kind of, like, says, like, okay, we're just here to have a fun time. Yeah. So that was nice, even as, like, a beginner. Also, in moments that, uh, like, other shows, like, especially I feel like Western TV would omit, there's a mm-hmm. moment where Henry is doing his dowsing, and then it points to a wall, and he's like, what's on the other side of this wall? The parking lot. And he's like, can I check out the parking lot? And they're like, no, no go away. Like, <laughs> 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 that's outside. It's six, it does, uh, it reminds me of, like, in wrestling when they're in the parking lot or in the back room and you're like, wait, why are we here? This isn't, <laughs> what are the boundaries of this wrestling like storyline? Oh, man. Okay. Okay. I yeah. really want like, I knew this would what? light up your brain. <laughs> oh man. So, um, okay. I'm going to reveal something to you that you're going to figure out anyway. in just a next episode, right? Okay. Henry's not staying. Yeah. He's a guest. Henry's a guest. Um, so we're going to get other guests. Uh, he's, he's, he's a, he's a rotating chair. But what if the start of the next case was like, oh, this one's a hit and run, and you find it out because it opens with Henry walking and then like an <laughs> unmarked black car, like full wrestling, oh my full God. wrestling. <laughs> that was like Henry has been killed. <laughs> Investigate the crime scene. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, I'd watch it. They should hire you as a producer for the Genius season four, five. Five, five, five. Sure. I, I would find a way to work in the classic WWE 2K game custom story ghost problems. Folks, that if joke you really haven't, <laughs> fo- folks, if you haven't checked it out, you should uh, look up on YouTube uh, WWE ghost problems. It is an amazing piece of content. We can talk about it. After- you know what? There is homework on this show. <laughs> no. We have to talk about ghost problems next time. <laughs> ghost problems. If you want, you can also watch Ghost Problems more, which is of course the sequel. Mm-hmm. But you know, if you really want to go above and beyond, you can download them. You can boot up an Xbox 360 and get this game. So sick. And download. 
Yes. Basically, uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna pivot. Uh, that sounds fantastic, <laughs> <Please> though. <do. laughs> Mu is sent to jail in this cartoon Monopoly jail, and then the t- the announcer drags it out a lot, and then is like, "You guys did." not get it right it wasn't him at all and then they have this really fun moment where everyone is like no it was you 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 or you and it's like a perfect circle of nope everyone like distrusting everyone mexican stand-up except for jinho everyone's like i mean it's not jinho but you it's not barely here anymore but like it's definitely you the mom or you the daughter no it's definitely the c the other guy yeah not jinho (laughs) and like look at her she's clearly lying and she's it's the mom and then the daughter is like oh yeah hey guys it was me. Hey, can I get those bags? Thanks. Bye, fuckers. <laughs> and they do the really smart thing where, and I love this when, when crime fiction does this, but they show you all the evidence and all the reasons why it was her, and you feel like it was so obvious. Mm. You're like, yeah. oh, I fuck. didn't. Well, it's because we didn't see idiot, the though. raincoat. If we'd seen the raincoat, it sure, would have felt yeah. obvious. But it's just like, no, she didn't have her. She, she put up her hair. They were right. Her hair was up. And I was like... Okay, that didn't really feel. Hair. That felt like a, didn't feel like a real clue to me. That's not. Um, yeah. Or and then it's like, and also like she's a ballerina. That means she can step over the railing. Like what? That's, That's like the drunk uncle. <laughs> right. Drunk. Um, yeah. So, so she gets she gets all the bags of coins and then leaves. And then we get our message, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we get the whole. Uh, this hey it guys. It ends on a big downer. <laughs> It's so like, weird. It's just is that this woman who works on the show is just like, hey, guys, uh, so this is based on a real thing that happened in Korea many years ago. Uh, just like a lesson for everybody out there. Definitely like talk to your kids and form a good relationship with your parents and kids so that they don't uh, kill you for your inheritance. Because in Korea, patricide is on the rise. Yeah. Like, show statistics of patricide in Korea. I was like, what the fuck is this ending? Hey guys, we're all having fun here talking about murder, but you know who is the original murder victim? Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Have you let it into your head? Yeah. It's it is no Nick, I agree though. Like the charts and graphs make it so really it was such w- a pivot. Yeah. It was very strange. This was based on a real case. Everybody's killing their dad <laughs> in Korea. You should really talk to your kids, have a better relationship. Okay, bye. Next episode. There's Moral- British high schoolers. They kill each other. <laughs> I really hope someone does a British accent. I hope to God. Oh, yeah. Henry's got to get a good accents. one in the no. bag. Okay. Okay. We're getting a new guest, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're getting a Gordon new guest. Ramsey. The Gordon Ramsay announcer pack. I was going to say Hugh Laurie, but. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, fuck. Whoa. I'll take it. Uh, or Stephen Fry. <laughs> yeah. I think the moralizing stuff is, is fine. I don't, I didn't find it annoying. It was just like, oh, that's surprising. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was just strange. Yeah. More than anything. Just like this podcast. Hmm. Strange more than anything. Indeed. Well, do we have any closing? Obviously, next episode, we're going to cover three and four, right? Yeah. Yep, the next case. And we'll do uh, one ghost case problems? per episode, I think. Yeah. Mm hmm. <laughs> very subdued I, mm-hmm. I kind of just uh just blacked out when you talked about ghost problems whatever that is <sighs> still not sure if that's a glitch if that's a video game we'll do a little a we'll do a little video line. back and forth powwow after this okay. and we'll all say anyway YouTube videos. um so it is time for us to, to close down the show uh <laughs> it's, the... it's the plug zone six i have a question yeah nick does this all the time yeah uh, this is more than usual, but yes. Okay, is it easy to edit around that or no? <laughs> no. Uh, 
Like, are the levels okay? It could be easier. I have a waveform. I have a waveform on it, okay, and I slide the YouTube slider so that it gets just to the right level for you. Okay. Okay. That's not true. It's I not have to level. adjust the volume every time. <laughs> it's always too Effect, loud. Amplify, etc. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. No, I have to. I have to do some work, but that's okay. I'm okay with doing work. Oh, you? Did, I'm sorry, Six. Did you have a really good like the fake out into the plug zone or something? They're never um, good. What are you talking about? They're never. They're good. always great. They're always excellent. Thank you, Nick. Um, well, I feel like we've transitioned so successfully already. I'm not going to do it this time, but in the future, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do some plug zone transitions. But we'll let Nick go first, as you're new to the show. Oh, great! You can find me on this podcast for the next few weeks, and also on Bottle Crow Reborn, the Dota Two variety show, Madcap bundle of cooking advice and video game drama. There may be some not like not like super changes, but like some minor changes happening soon to make it like sometimes more digestible for people who don't give a shit about Dota and just want to hear us talk about cooking. Because we don't talk about Dota very much. I mean, that's true. Woo. Um, Alan, yeah. plug zone. You can listen to me on another podcast called Chats, a television podcast found wherever you listen to those. Where my friend John and I are watching two episodes of Babylon Five every week and talking about it. It's a really fun podcast, and if you like that, you can check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash chatspod, where there's a bunch of fun bonus content. Bonus. Bonus soda. And uh, I am Six Detmar. You can find me at Twitter at Six Detmar, S-I-X-D-E-T-T-M-A-R. Top pin tweet there is going to be all the uh, all the stuff that I do on the internet. And if you want to know about when this episode is recorded, probably in like five minutes or so here, I'm going to post a tweet of the fact that I finally fucking rolled IWS 2000 in, in uh, Girls Frontline while we were recording this during some downtime. Wow. Um, <sighs> it took me 150 runs of 4-6. You better recognize. You're just saying that because you haven't seen IWS. She's, she's cool. AWS? Are you IWS. Like Amazon? Yeah, I got it. Oh, I love that. They have some, you know, kind of affordable hosting sometimes. I mean, they, they're not a lot of... <laughs> uh, I want to give a thank you to... Uh, Alan and Nick. Ashley Ryan and Ace <laughs> No, my brain has stopped. Uh, Bitmap Prager, who did the art for this show, um, which is, of course, Scanline Chan in the uh, Bandage Man garb over a desk. Um, I also want to say uh it's really been nice doing this very different style of garnet wager it's really been a pleasure and i will never put you two on the same room again this was a mistake uh, you're absolutely correct <laughs> it's it's too late you've opened this can of worms this is probably the longest time alan and i have spent talking wait this can of worms you're gonna serve it with some ice cream go exactly. to the slime chamber so alan i you're not aware but two episodes ago on bottle crow on our cooking segment Peace section. Out. We talked about